So um, I'm so honored that you would come and stay <laughs> to, to hear me speak. Um, I don't honestly know what to say because it's amazing the things that people shared, honestly. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's amazing what you shared. And I don't know if you can feel it, but there's a, a feeling of expectation. Like, I really feel like God, he's always with us, but when we invite him in and we would have this feeling of expectation, it's, it comes to like a new level. And just to confirm like what Phyllis was saying about rising and someone else, I'm sorry, was saying that, that it's just confirmation. You can ask Mark, it's kind of funny. It was, you know, I find myself funny. So the last couple of days, am I like, um, okay. The last couple of days, my new favorite song is Riser, and it's by Derek Bentley. It's a country song, and oh my gosh, I love it. Ask Mark, I like a dance around the house when it comes on. And, you know, it's okay to, like, take secular songs, because they, we had them first, right? The enemy counterfeits them. I mean, so it's okay. Don't say, oh my gosh, you're a secular song. No, yes, it's a secular song. And how do you expect to relate to the world if we're going to be closed off? Closed, right? We need to relate to the secular world because we're out there. They're not coming here. We're going there. So anyways, confirmation, love the song. And we are coming to a new level. We're rising up. We're rising into our position. Isn't that what we want? To rise up. The Bible is wonderful, but if we don't walk it out, if we don't walk it out, like the world says, it's just a book. And we are meant to walk out. We are meant to be risers above and not beneath, the head and not the tail, the first and not the last. And that's what you all are. And we have a joke at our house sometimes, like Mark's like, go look in the mirror. And I say, I'm not a wiener. I'm a winner. <laughs> when I'm feeling bad, right? I'm a winner. I'm a winner. Because that's how God made me, a winner. I may not be feeling one right now because I'm having my own pity party, but I'm a winner. And enemy, you are under my feet. And we have to practice it and walk it out. And that's why it's so wonderful that we have a support group. This is a support group. We come here to fill up and then spill out. Amen. And that's what we're here for. Here's another funny thing. The, my notes, this is the first time I put my notes on the iPad. It's diminishing. <laughs> that's why it's like, it's almost dying. So you got to talk fast. <laughs> but um, I do need a charger. That would be so great. Plug it in. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So I'm sorry that I missed last week. I heard it was I heard it was amazing, um, and I was in Chicago visiting my brother, making fodder out of myself, not father, fodder. So I brought joy to them. And I, can I share what I did? I'm embarrassed, but you know what? I love to make people laugh. I love joy. That's why like I stand. The joy of the Lord is in my strength. That's where I stand. So, okay, I'm in Chicago, as you guys are having a party here. We were singing the song. I, I know. Um, so I'm, we're in the hotel room, and my, I went with my friends, and my brother came to visit us, and, you know, we're having a good time. And earlier that day, like that, 
um, same day, we had asked for coffee because we're like, we're drinking coffee and they leave you like to-go cups. So they still weren't there. So I'm like, I'm going to call down because my brother's here and we're going to drink coffee and we're going to have a good time. And I call down to housekeeping and I'm like, hi, you know, do you mind sending up um, a couple more like to-go cups? And she's like, how many? I'm like, well, I'm having a little soiree and could you send up a, I don't know, like eight, several you know, whatever, and I'm like, and by the way, could you send up some, some more bath towels, because we'll be all taking a shower, and I thought, <laughs> so I hang up, not knowing what I said, and they all looked at me like, do you know what you just said, and I'm like, no, I'm not clear, like, I just asked for towels, do you know what that you are implying, I'm like, oh, oh my god, I didn't think about what I said, so, first visit, here comes the man, and everyone's like, oh my god, what are you thinking, and my brother op- opens the door, like, peeks out, and he, gets the coffee, then pour the towels. Oh, he was smart. The guy came up the second time. He wanted to see what was going on. He dropped off our towels. Oh, my gosh. They were, like, laughing. And I was seriously kind of embarrassed because, like, I, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean to say that. But so um, if by chance I say something, please feel free to laugh with me <laughs> today. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. So anyways... I probably should have been here instead of in Chicago. Because <laughs> then I was like in the hotel going like, oh no, no, that's not me. I'm not room 302. <laughs> so okay, I want to open with this, with this prayer. If you don't mind, I want to open with um, Ephesians 1, 17 through 18, but um, with the contemporary English version, because I just, I really love like the wording. So, so Father, I just, I ask that the glorious Father and Lord Jesus Christ, to give us your spirit, God. The spirit will make you wise and let you understand what it means to know God. And my prayer is that the light will flood your hearts and that you will understand the hope that was given to you when God chose you. Chose you. Chose you. Chose you. Then you will discover the glorious blessing that will be yours, that will be yours, that will be yours, together with all of God's people. Amen. Because he doesn't lie. It is yours. It will be yours. It can be yours. We just have to learn how to walk it out. So, as Pat said, I'm going to be... Lisa Taylor and myself are teaching class starting September 9th on shifting atmospheres um, for six weeks. So my intent today is not to teach you the full class, but just to give you a sneak peek to pique your interest um, for you to come to the class, because that's why we're having a six-week class. So this is just a little portion of it. And um, so my intent is... Just, you know, for a, a brief over, overview. So um, some of you probably already know what shifting atmospheres is, and it's actually the discerning of spirits, which is a gift. And a lot of us walk in it, we don't know it, or a lot of us are starting to learn about it, but it's our gift. Some of us operate at a higher level, and some will be learning to operate at a higher level. So that's why... Um, 
I really feel this class, Lisa and I really feel this class is important because it's important that we operate at a higher level of discernment. Um, not every thought that you have is from God. I was kind of amazed at that, like, when I was learning that, really? I just thought, because I'm, I'm a Christian, that every thought I have is mine. That's not true. We have three, three voices, and that's what we're going to talk about in the class. Your own, the enemies, and God's. And we have to d- discern which one is talking to us now. Is it my flesh? Is it the enemy who wants to, me to believe what he's throwing out there? Or is it God's? That's why it's really important that we are close to the Father, which I know all of you are, and that we have a support group to bounce things off of. Because in the, the lie in my head sounds so real until I speak it out to Mark or to my friends, and they're like, do you hear yourself? Well, it sounded good in my head, but then they walk me through well, is this what God says in the Bible? Well, is this what God says? I'm like, no. Well, then why are you believing that lie? Because it came into my head. So, um, we're going to be talking about discerning the voices. Don't get scared, right? Don't like, oh, freaky. Because um, that's really important. That's like a foundational thing to know who you're listening to when you speak it out. So I'm going to kind of tailor this to Cots because um, the teaching is, you know, could, could be broadened. So, but I'm going to tailor it to Cots. So um, I like practical things. So, like, right, you're, like you're thinking, well, give me an example. What is shifting atmospheres? Like, how do you, you know, okay, the discerning of spirits, but, you know, what does that really look like or mean? Okay. So for those of you who... This may date me, but um, 40 years ago, remember the movie Jaws that came out? Yeah, I was there. Okay, I should have not gone to see that movie. No, 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 no. Big mistake. Okay, so Donna, oh, I'm sorry, it's okay. So Donna, this is the book that we'll be teaching out of, and I'll talk more about it like at the end, but so she runs the Sozo ministry and a few other ministries out of Bethel. Um, I actually like, happened to stumble upon her teaching and was like, oh my God, it was like an awakening. Like, I, I don't know. You know how like, when you have your own awakening, like God speaks to you and you're like, oh my God, I know what you're talking about. Like, I know what that's, that, that's what it says in the Bible. The discerning of spirits is a gift. Like, okay, so uh, Lisa and I were like, ah. um, And I really started to like, walk, I hate to say it, like walk at a higher level. And so I'm gonna, we're teaching this because why reinvent the wheel? Right. She's, she already has, I don't know, 20 years of experience. Um, and we're doing it for 20 years. So I'm going to use Donna's example about shifting atmospheres because um, I think it's the greatest example. I mean, I could give you more, but her, hers is better. Okay, so Jaws, going back to Jaws. All right, so um, I don't know how many people have seen Jaws here. That would help. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Here it is. You're sitting at the um, you're sitting at the movie theater, and you're seeing like the beach scene, right? And 
I love the beach. I don't know about, but I love the water. And so, you know, you're like, you're engrossed in, oh my gosh, look at the, you know, the, they draw you in. Look, it's sunny. Look at all the people. They're all having fun. My kids are out in the water. And so you're, you know, you're relaxed, right? You're relaxed. You feel like you're there. They're drawing you in. Drawing you in. You feel like you're relaxed. Then all of a sudden, you're like, you hear, yep, dun it, dun it. And you see the fin. This is, I love visuals, right? So you see the fin. Da-da, da-da. Your heart starts beating quicker. At least mine was. I can still remember. That was a horror movie. <laughs> and then you white-knuckle the seats, and you're like, oh, my God, get out of the water. Get out. And then, you know, the whole thing takes place, right? Okay, they artificially shifted the atmosphere from a happy scene to a, if you ask me, life-altering <laughs> scene. Because I don't know about you, but when you hear, da da only two notes, right? If you see the movie, I don't know about you, but my heart starts pounding and I start sweating and I'm like, ah, shark. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so hopefully, like, you can understand that the enemy can artificially shift the atmosphere. Um, I saw that movie... F- years ago, <laughs> and unbeknownst to me, have carried that for many, many years, that belief. So here's how, um, let me put like a, a definition. It's called the willing suspension of disbelief. Um, we're going to put it on the thing, but I'll read it to you while we're... So what that... Cause, oh, some of it is psychology, but the, you know, um, everything in the world is from, from heaven, so psychology is, is from God. So the willing suspension of disbelief is when we as people approach something knowing it is fiction or false. Like, we know the movie is fiction. When you go, you know it's fiction. But we... Um, we accept it as reality. And so then we let our imagination take that on as a false truth. So we allow, says that, hopefully they corrected my spelling, right? We allow it to overpower us and um, for it to become a stronghold. I'll give you a own personal example. So I did see the movie um, you know, and, I don't, and you don't think about it until something triggers it. You start to realize, hopefully, that that's a stronghold in your life, that that has become your reality. So that fear of the shark has become my reality, and I didn't realize it until something had triggered it. And that's how the enemy works a lot of times. It lies dormant until, da-da, you get a trigger. And then you don't realize what you're doing. So we were with a bunch of people, the ocean, and a large group of people at the ocean. And so some of us are going surfing. And this is the true story. So we are, um, we all go to the ocean and we pay to learn how to surf. And I am freaking out. 
I'm literally like freaking out. Like this, you know how you feel like the room is closing in on you? My reality is closing in on me. And I had not realized that for 40 years, okay, 40 years, that, well, you know, anyways, 40 years, that movie, I have, has become a stronghold in my life, and I did not want to get in the water. And Mark is like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't have panic attacks. I'm freaking out here. I'm like, Mark, I can't get in the water. And we're here with a group of people. I'm like, I can't get in the water. And he's like, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm white knuckling. And it's like, you know, now we're getting put on the wetsuits, we're skin the water. And I am like, freaking out, people. So I'm like, okay, so this is where we make the choice. Do I let the fear and the disbelief and the false reality become my reality? Or do I get in the water and overcome it? So I could have easily stayed, and boy, I, I wanted to stay behind. That, that is the truth. I wanted to stay behind. But to me, that was giving in to the enemy. And Mark talked me through it, honestly, because, you know, in my head, I'm like, the shark is going to eat me. Look at him. Okay? <laughs> he, that, like, the ocean is his is his home, and I'm going into his home, and like, he's hungry, he may eat me. Of all the people, he's going to eat me. So I had to overcome my fear and get a grip of reality. And for all of us, it comes at a different time, right? I mean, I could have I easily stayed back. He wouldn't have forced me. But I'm supposed to have the mindset of Christ. Like Second Timothy, you know, we are not, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. And that is, that's where, right, the rubber hits the road. Either I give in to my fear, or I'm going to get in the water. So I got in the water, did the whole surfing thing, go back to the hotel where even a larger group of people are, right? So here is where I could have easily shifted the atmosphere in a group of people. Hey, how was it? We're going to go tomorrow surfing. We were thinking about going tomorrow surfing. And they're all excited. And here I am. I wouldn't go if I were you. It's the scariest thing ever. You could get eaten. Right? My words affect their reality. So I had to get in touch with myself. That's my fear. That's my fear that I've bought into. I don't want to put that fear on you. I could have easily put that fear on you. you well, I shouldn't say easily. You didn't have to take it, right? So you don't have to take what's in, in the atmosphere. But for some reason, some of us do. And some of us don't. So I could have affected that whole group with my fear. Not God's fear. Not her fear. Not your fear. But how do I know what's going on with you? And then you could have taken that on. And then you would have become fearful. So we really need to understand, because it's, it's co kind of co-laboring, our words affect the atmosphere. We really need to know who we are. And we really need to speak out of one of the chapters is the, the three seats, the seat of love versus the seat of fear. So here's how I tell her to cut. So here we are in this room, right? And I don't know where, right, we, anyone is at. I don't know, like, what you've been struggling this week or for a month or a day, unless we, unless, you know, we have a relationship and you come up to me and talk to me. But, so I'm sitting in the back, right? I'm struggling, let's say, with fear. 
Let's say I just went to the beach. I'm struggling with fear. And Pastor Pat is wonderful. He, I call it open mic night. You know, he has the mic, it's open, and you can come up and prophesy. Okay, if Margie didn't, Margie doesn't struggle with fear, but I come up and say, I really feel like there's a spirit of fear in here, and you are, it's like down, and I know you're struggling. Are you? Or is it me projecting? Okay, it's called psychological projection. And let me give you the definition of that, because um, I really feel it's important. So the psychological projection is when humans defend themselves against unpleasant impulses by denying the existence in themselves while attributing them to others. So I feel like I'm transferring my feelings to be cleansed of it. It's not really me. I'm not really struggling with my fear, but I'm going to get up there because I know someone in here is struggling with with fear. And you know what? For whatever reason, you're vulnerable that day, that month, you may take that on. You may wear that. I don't know how long you'll wear it for, because that's not for me to decide, right? But you may wear, God forbid, 40 years. So we really need to watch what we say and really need to be in touch with always asking the Holy Spirit, is this me? Is this the enemy? Or God, is it really you? Is, this, is there a real spirit of fear right now? So the book also teaches, this is wonderful because, you know, we've condensed it to six weeks, a six-week course, and every um, session we're going to have question and answer. And every, towards the end, which I love, it gives you practical information. I like practical information. You know, it's great that you, um, you know, can read it. I love that I can read the Bible, but I want practical information. How do I do this? Show me. And so she walks through what she has gone through in her 20 years, right? And she has ups and downs. I love Donna because she says, you know what? You're going to get it wrong. And you need to humble yourself and admit that you're wrong. And so that is a key. You know, when we get up here and we think it's the Lord, it may be, but it may not be. And it's important that you ask the Father those three questions. Is this just for me, unfortunately, if it's, you know, not edifying? Is it the enemy who's wanting me to buy into this and come up here and speak it? Or is it really a corporate thing that, you know, that we need to speak the opposite into the atmosphere? Okay, so let's say it is a spirit of fear. You know, you don't, you don't need to come up here, and this is what the, the book is about too, focusing on the fear, the spirit of fear. You need to speak into the atmosphere the opposite of that. And she gives you practical prayers for those who need it, I always love it because I like to see what the people are saying and either use it or tweak it. Um, it's like a tool belt. I don't know if you know, like some um, speakers talk about tool belts. How, you know, we have a tool belt. If carpenters, right? You go, well, I don't know, you wear a tool belt, I don't know. But, you know, you have like tools in your tool belt and they're handy. So when you need them, you don't have to climb down the ladder and get your hammer. So... 
Think of it as a spiritual tool belt, having Donna's prayers in there that you can use if for some reason you can't think of anything. Or you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. I can add to it. Or, yeah, I, that's just me, so sorry. Okay, and everyone's going to process things differently. You know, she's going to use her examples. You may not, you might say, well, I don't know. But you know what? You have it in the back of your mind, and you, you know, you, you can see what she goes through if ever that happens to you or if anything ever comes close. Because, you know, listen, we, I don't know about you, we learn by example. It's, this is why we come to church, right? God teaches us individually, but he teaches me individually, but I'm sorry, like, I love talking to people and learning what they're learning and seeing what they're seeing and hearing what, they have, what God's speaking to them because, you know, I can, I can take that. It's mine, too. It's not just yours or yours. It's for all of us. It may not be for all of us now. And that's when you put it, they, they call it, like, the back shelf, right? You put it in the back shelf or burner until the Lord highlights it to you. Because you have to have that personal experience. And I always use this example. Ladies, you can relate. Men, you could probably relate to this too because if you are having a baby or had a baby, I read, asked Mark, all the books about how, you know, having a baby. <laughs> oh yeah, I can do that. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, okay, until you experience having a baby, it's not the same in the book. Because the book is great, but the experience is, whoa, so different. So, um, the book is great. Like, to me, okay, I read, I, I, I've read the Bible. I mean, we've been Christians, I don't know, 12, 15 years. I came out of Orthodox background. So this to me was like, people are crazy. Charismatics, like, yeah, you're fruit balls. That did not register to me. Like, they were just words on a page. And, you know, I went to church. I did my, my duty. But until I, I started, until God started opening my eyes and I started experiencing, like, oh, my God, this is for real. Like, it really takes you to a new level. And so this is why I feel like Riser is so good because I feel like, you know, the church is coming to a new level. Like, as a corporate body, we are coming to a new level, helping each other rise to our giftings. And that's what I love about giftings, the fivefold ministry. We all have different giftings. Some are stronger in others. Like, you're a stronger pastor, you're a stronger apostle, you're a stronger spiritual discerner, you're a great seer. You know, I can learn from you, and I can team with you when we pray for someone, which brings it up to again. So, you know, just because um, when we discern, we're going to discern out there. That's really important. When we go to Walmart and we run into someone, it's really important that you never discount even a small inkling of something, like that sixth sense, that intuition. Because God speaks in those still, small voice. I always thought, like, the heavens were going to open and God was going to come down in the middle of Walmart and he's going to say, go pray for that person. Okay, I'm sorry, it doesn't, doesn't happen like that for me. If it happens like that for you, come pray for me. Because, you know, I need, like, a clunk on the head. But it's amazing that 
When I start to really listen to that still, small voice and really rely on him and really ask, God, is this you or is it me? Then when he says, Anna, it's me, I'm not going to chicken out. Oh, okay. Um, Because he is in it. And you're going to feel a peace. Yeah, you're going to feel nervous. That's natural. We are human. We're human. We're constantly, like Paul says, doing the things we don't want to do. But when we are with the Lord and we are always asking and practicing our spiritual discernment, then you're going to start feeling like you're coming to a new level. That's why, like, again, the prayers are so important. You know, she's going to give you, Dawn is going to, you know, she says, here, here's what I've experienced. You know, she goes into a lot of, um, a lot of scenarios, which I love. And, and she also talks about the different levels that we discern and see. Some of us are seers. Like, we actually can see the Spirit. Some of us feel the Spirit. Some of us just have words of knowledge. Some of us, you know, don't discount the real world, like what you see around you. Like that song, it's from the world, right? It's a country song. Don't discount that because it's not a Christian song. There is truth in that. We are risers. So, we you know, it, if you see it like a sign, it's from the world, that, don't discount that. God is speaking to us in different ways. And we need to start walking and learning our discernment. For some of us, it's quicker, and for others, it's a little slower process, and that's fine. It's not a race. It's about equipping you with the tools to help bring you and the church to a new level. Because when you get up here and speak, or when you are praying for someone here or out there, you better make, I'm sorry, okay, can I be real? You better make sure it's from God, because you can change someone's life in an instant. How do I know that if I spoke in that group of people and said, oh my God, don't go, that they weren't going to be afraid of the water for the rest of their life too? And then their kids would be afraid of the water because she, you know, the mom is going to say, don't go in the water, the shark's going to eat you. You don't know. You don't know where people's mindsets are at unless you have a personal relationship with them. But in general, when you're at Walmart, he, they're a stranger. And, and honestly, right, some of you, like, we don't have relationships. We see each other in church. You know, I know your faces, but I don't know your stories. So when I pray for you, it it better be from God. Because I don't want to shift your atmosphere or your thinking in the wrong way and be responsible for it. That's just me personally. Um, So again, and so the goal is, the goal of the class, and she'll tell you in chapter one, the goal of the class is to reveal the lies of the enemy. Because whether we know it or not, he's always at work. He never rests. Never. And it could be as simple as, okay, so I'm going to be real. It could be as simple as, this is how he works with me. You're not enough. You're not a good mom. You're not a good this. You're not a good that. I don't know how he works with you. That's a lie. That is a lie. Sometimes I call Mark and I'm like, I failed my day. You know, I'm human. But thank God that 
I can restart over tomorrow. And thank God that I have these prayers and these tools to say, you know what? You're a liar. You're a liar. And I don't have to buy into what you're saying. And thank God I have friends to call to build me up. Thank God that I can discern when there's a shift. Like the other day I got up. I don't know. Am I generally a happy person? Talking to my husband. (laughs) I I think I am. I don't have like anxiety or fear. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, maybe in some areas. I'm not 100%. But um, I get up and I'm like, I start off happy and then, bam, something happens. No reason. Something has happened. And Mark's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. So something has shifted in the atmosphere. I'm starting to learn that it's not me because there's no reason. Like, I could be staying in the kitchen all alone. All of a sudden, I'm like, (sighs) Mark goes into the room and closes the door. (laughs) And I have to start praying, God, what is going on? What is going on? There's no apparent reason for me to be whatever, angry or bitter, you name it. So if I can't get a breakthrough, I call my friends. I love friends. Who will pray with me and walk me through it? And to be honest with you, sometimes we can figure it out right there on the phone, and sometimes it takes... I'm sorry, it takes the day. I don't know why it does. I don't have all the answers. But if you do, come see me and and walk me through it. So, um, but we get breakthrough. And then we speak that into the atmosphere for for that day and for the next day so it doesn't happen again. Does that make sense so far? So, um... So some of us um, do allow, and it happens to me too, do allow the atmosphere to be over us instead of under us. And that's important. Like, we should be, the atmosphere should be under us. And so that's, again, where we have to keep asking. That's so key. And during the class, we'll be um, showing the video of Donna. And I, I know there are other people who teach that, but we just happened to hook up with her out of Bethel, if you don't know that. Um, and so, you know, she talks about overcoming and pulling down strongholds. So really, the class is you know, about that, too. It's, the goal is to discern the voices that you hear, and to break free from the strongholds. So it does have some sozo overlays because you really need to know what you're carrying. Like I said, the example of fear. Um, you may not think that you are like I'm carrying a stronghold. I'm not saying that you are. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just generalizing. Until, I don't know, you hear a song that from your past really just wasn't a good memory or someone says something and all of a sudden it triggers something in you and you go back to that place that you don't like or you smell something you know they say smells can you know senses you have five senses they can either enhance your experience or they can hinder your experience so um, you know, we're going to talk about that too 
So the class again, uh, you know, it's, this is only meant to this is only meant to to um, draw you into the class. Is six weeks. It's like Pat said. It's Wednesdays from 6:30 to 8, and we will be um, doing it right out of this book. And there will be question answer. Um, I'm not going to read you like the you know everything that's in here because that would defeat the purpose of the class. But um, we do have a sign-up sheet. The book is ten dollars, and we will be ordering it for you when you sign up and pay us. Um, and you know, and, and really, that's it. I mean, I hope that I um, gave you the gist of the class, the importance of the class, the goal of the class, the intent of the class. You know, for some of you, it may be the season for you to take it. For others, it may be not the right season, which is totally fine. But I guess um, my heart is is that you understand who you are and that you, your ear stays close to the Lord. Because when you come up here to speak, or even when you're praying for someone at church or out there, that it's the word of the Lord. Amen. And not the word of Anna, because I feel. Because it, it can easily get blurred. And that's why we always stress walking with the Father in your quiet time, in your closet time. I do have a closet, actually, right? <laughs> I get in because I'm like, my kids, I close the door. Um, so really being still and listening to what the Father has to say for that person or even for yourself. And you know what? Um, it doesn't have to be lengthy, the most profound thing that you can do is keep the gospel simple. Everyone thinks we have to be wordy and we have to be eloquent. And I don't think Gideon was. I don't know, was he? I don't, I don't remember. I think the Bible says Gideon really wasn't so eloquent and Moses. But so the most profound thing you can do is keep it simple. It doesn't have to be sometimes when we're talking to unbelievers they don't get you they don't get that Christianese simple in Rome do as Romans do in Greece do as the Greeks do um, so I thank you for like listening I really hope that um, I expressed the heart of the class I really hope that you think about it and um, can make it and if not then hopefully we have a you know, another go-around.